What's poppin'? Who you a Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshin'. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Welcome to episode four. Today is Thursday, August 6th. We are two weeks into the MLB season. And we are rocking and rolling here. Your co-host right next to me, Derek, and your host, CJ. We're here to talk baseball. We are in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it. Hence the title of this episode. Yes, exactly. We are we're in, in the thick of it. The thick of it. We're ready. We're rocking and rolling. Rockin Let's and rolling. fucking get into it. Let's get into it. So what do we got on the ledger today? So I figure we can start off with... Uh, probably the latest news for COVID. Yeah. For this, it's gonna MLB. be a popular topic forever. Yeah. Uh, so the Cardinals have a, a kind of an outbreak, but kind yeah. of not. Not as bad as the Marlins. No, not as bad. Still thirteen confirmed tests. Only have. six players. Six players. Which seven coaches or staff. Yeah. So not. That's not terrible, but yeah. that's not great. No. Uh, there were some reports coming out that the Cardinals were definitely being a little aloof <laughs> with the with the uh, regulations and the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I think it was Harrison Bader and yeah. a couple so, other guys. The initial reports were saying that uh, there, there was an Instagram photo posted mm-hmm. um, of Harrison Bader Dexter Fowler and former Cardinal Jim Edmonds at a Nelly concert in St. Louis. And uh, when that was posted, that started a uproar about uh, everything um, with how they got the COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Dexter Fowler liked to put it, he said in his words, he said that he is a quarantining genius. And so he said there is no way that's how they got it. So what they did, so I guess this concert, it was like a drive-in concert. So it wasn't mm-hmm. everyone's like in these stands, it was yeah. outside. So what they did, I don't know what kind of car he has, but they were sitting on top of Dexter's car. They were wearing masks and they weren't mm-hmm. being in contact with anyone. They were just enjoying this concert. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see maybe that's not where it came from. And even because they were trapped in Milwaukee, that that entire state... They were they investigated this mm-hmm. because this is a big thing for them because they wanted to make sure it didn't come from their state yeah. and then possibly you know prevent another outbreak. So they investigated and they found out that there's like no evidence that they like any of the Cardinals members went to like a casino mm-hmm. or like broke the guidelines. But uh, and they also found out that uh, the two initial tests for COVID mm-hmm. were in uh, Minneapolis. On Wednesday night, last Wednesday. Okay. When they were still in Minneapolis, they had two initial tests on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. So they're thinking that's where it came from, by some outsider that came into contact with one of the players. Yeah. Well, that's helpful, but that's also a really bad sign if they didn't go anywhere, you know, out of the ordinary, and exactly. they're still, you know, they ended up testing positive for mm-hmm. it. You know, the thing I just want to know is who still goes to a Nelly concert? In 2020. I, hey, I go to a Nelly <laughs> concert. I, you know, I didn't even out. know Nelly was still alive, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, hell yeah. Do you know Nelly was uh, like a star baseball player? Was he really? Yeah. He he was either going to rap or play baseball, but he said he couldn't hit a curveball. Wow. So he became a rapper. Well, I mean, 
I know he was a running back for the Mean Machine. He was, yeah. He was a <laughs> running back for the Mean Machine. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know he played baseball. Wow. But yeah. I, mean, I just thought that was interesting. But, uh, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, everyone thinks it, it's Dexter and Harrison. Yeah. But they released the names of five of the six players that got it, mm-hmm. and Harrison or Dexter wasn't one of those five. Uh, yeah. The most notable, there was uh, Yadier Molina and Paul DeYoung. Yep. Both of them have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. The, it, it's not. It's not what you want. No. It's not what you want. No. But, uh, you know, I think it's contained now. I think so too. Which luckily it was contained with the Marlins too. They just happened to have twenty people test positive. Yeah. Uh, other than that, other than those two teams, I don't think there's been a single player test positive. Other than Juan Soto. Yeah. Other than Juan, Juan Soto, Soto I think every I other think... player has been fine. Yeah, I don't think there's been more than, like, one player on a couple of the teams. Like, I know, like, before the season, Eduardo Rodriguez yep. got it. Now he's out because of that. Um, yeah, Juan Soto, like mm-hmm. you said. So, I mean, there's been a couple guys sprinkled in and out. Yeah, because there's been, there's been some false positives and stuff like that. But, I, yeah, and Juan Soto said he thinks he didn't have it. Yeah, because so he was, like, anything, asymptomatic, like, he was, time. Yeah, if anything, he was asymptomatic. Same with, like, DJ LeMahieu, which was before the season. Mm-hmm. Same with um, Araldis Chapman and... Uh yeah, other than other than the Marlins, which was bad. Yeah. Uh this Cardinals that's the Cardinals situation is a lot more manageable, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think so. Cuz okay, six people have it. You quarantine those six people. Make sure, well, the players at least mm-hmm. get the staffers out of there obviously. You know, six players, put them on the IL. Quarantine everybody else, make sure they're in, not testing positive. Bring six guys up from the taxi squad, and you're good to go. You can yeah. keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe two days off, maybe one, like maybe a three-game series, and then you just move on. You can make those three games up mm-hmm. in no time, you know. No big deal. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, as of right now, they're slated to return tomorrow yep. against Chicago. Yep. So, Cubs, so. Cubs, hopefully that's an easy matchup since they haven't played baseball in like a week. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's another like three wins for the Cubs. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, On the other end of the outbreak, so obviously the Marlins were the first team Mm -hmm. to have an outbreak. They're back. They're rocking and rolling. What is going on with them? They're 5-1. The Marlins. They're 5-1. They didn't play baseball for a week, and they came back in a doubleheader against the Orioles and beat them. I mean, then again, it is the Orioles, but they're the Marlins. The Orioles, though. The Orioles are good. The Orioles That's are 5-6. and six. Yeah, the Orioles are not a pushover. As they're right in now. second place in the AL East. Which is crazy. <laughs> okay, they have a minus 9 run differential, which is bad. Mm-hmm. But let's look at look at the Marlins. Look at what they're doing. 5-1. and one. They've won four in a row. <laughs> they have a plus 8 run differential, which obviously, I mean, it's been six games. Right. But they've scored 24 runs. Four games. Four game, but they've only allowed sixteen. Right, which is, I mean, that's, that's really good. good. That's really good. Yeah, like that. That pitching staff is surprising me. The pitching staff is. I mean, I I thought it was good, not now, but like in the future, I thought yeah. that pitching staff was going to be really good between Yamamoto and uh, Jose Urena still kind of uh, floating around. He's like a five star. Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara. And, uh, just, I think, yesterday he pitched. Pablo Lopez came oh, out with yeah. a good start. I think he had a quality start. Mm-hmm. Pitched, like, seven innings. Yeah, because they had a doubleheader. So, I think they won the first game, like, one to nothing. And the next game, they won, like, five to two. They mm-hmm. lost two, game, two runs in two games <laughs> against the Orioles yesterday. Yeah, the Marlins, man. Like, they're, 
Good. Everybody was pooping on him, including me and you. Listen, I, I, I didn't expect much in a short no, season. I definitely did not either. I was going to give the benefit of the doubt in a short season to the r- good teams. Yeah, me too. The teams that we thought were supposed to be good. Yeah. But they're showing, they're showing some signs. Yeah, they're 5-1. and one. Can <laughs> they keep it up, though? Uh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Because, I mean, already 5-1, pretty good start. Are they a team that could sneak in on a 16-team playoff? I don't. That division, that division is not that good right now. No. But, you know, we might just have to save it for a little bit later in that episode. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Now, so we've got COVID is out of the way for now. And we are two weeks in. Mm-hmm. And there are some problems with some injuries so far. Yeah. Um, mainly pitchers. Yeah. And this week was really, really bad for it pitchers. It was not a good week. It was not not a good week to be a pitcher. Nope. So you had um, Mike Soroka is the yep. obvious one. Mike Soroka out for the season. Torn Achilles. I saw a pop. On that, they showed the replay on. I God. saw Pop roll up his calf. Oh, that's so gross. That's one of my worst things to oh. ever watch. God, you remember that running back for the Chargers that did that? Oh, oh my God, was his was name? It? Gosh, that was so disgusting. You could just see it, like, just snap. Just it was, uh, was it? I, I couldn't tell you. Gosh, if it uh, comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it up again. But yeah, it was, that's bad. It it's was up really there. uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that was really bad. Uh, so he's done, obviously, for the season. That's mm-hmm. a big hit for the Braves because they already don't have Cole Hamels. Right. Or and, Felix. Or Felix because he opted out. Mm-hmm. And Mike fulton is DFA'd. Yeah. So he's in the alternate site right now because nobody wanted to pick him yep. up. So they pretty much just lost an entire rotation worth of pitchers. They have Max Fried and um, Sean Newcomb. And, and Sean Newcomb was awful last year. Yep. Sean Newcomb threw that no-hitter or whatever. He threw the almost no-hitter that yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. When like one of his first starts, yeah, he's been awful. And since then, since. he's been trash. And I think and Max Freed is good. Max Freed is good. They also have Kyle Wright is yeah. on is on the squad. He has looked bad so far. He's been very wild, especially playing the Mets. Uh, turn your ringer off. <laughs> I I swear to God that was already off, but I guess it wasn't. It's all right. We can edit it out. No, we can't. <laughs> Why not? Continue with I'm the kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit it because of your phone. Good. We it's didn't fun. edit it because of my yawn thing at the beginning of episode one. If you haven't heard that, um, peep it. No. <laughs> I didn't even know you did it until I listened back to oh, it. I know. That was awful. I yeah. didn't know I did it either. I was like, what the fuck is this? But, yeah. Bad start for the Braves when it comes to their pitchers. Yeah. Uh, also have Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, yeah. So he went down with, uh, was it a left hamstring? Right right, hamstring. Right hamstring. Right hamstring, right hamstring injury. Yep. He just pitched the first inning last mm-hmm. night, and that was it. Came out. Uh, so who knows with that? Yeah. I mean, you can't pitch without your lower body. Not at all. So I don't care if you're Max Scherzer. Yeah. Without that hamstring, it could be you know out for two weeks. He could be yeah. out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He did say that he, he thinks he'll be ready to make mm-hmm. his next start on the 11th. And he also said he's not concerned, and he said he's already had this injury once before this year, like in summer camp, mm-hmm. he said, um, and it was from running. That's caused it twice now. 
So he's probably just got a sore hamstring. Yeah. It's not like a tear or a no. strain or anything like that. it's just lack of proper stretching and not enough probably warm-up time, maybe, yeah. in terms so. of just for the whole might, season. Might have ran one too many laps or something. Yeah. Who knows? But I think I think the second biggest injury right now is Otani. So yeah. Sho- Shohei has looked really bad. Mm-hmm. So he he has a forearm strain, yeah. Which they said, which is not good. No, for, forearm strain, it basically means Tommy John. Yep. Which is bad for a guy that just came back from Tommy John. Yeah. So. Yeah, they said he's he's done pitching for the rest of this year. Yeah. At least, and uh, they said probably next year he'll probably be able to pitch again, but with how many times he's getting hurt, is he really gonna be able to? Or are I, they finally gonna? Not let him be a two-way player anymore. He's so good. His stuff is so good. You When you can throw 100 and you have that nasty splitter and the nasty off-speed, like, that's just, mm-hmm. it's He's deadly. so good. If he could be a DH or a right fielder four to five days <clears throat> out of the week mm-hmm. and once, maybe twice, well, maybe, not, maybe like four days. Four days plays in right fielder DHs. And he has two days where he's available as a reliever. Bring him in, use him as your closer. Mm-hmm. Use him to get, you know, two innings or something like that. I think that'll be perfect. Him as a starter, I think those days are behind him. Yeah. Which is sad because it he's is. really good. He, he's topping out over like 100 miles an hour, but when he got hurt cuz he was mm-hmm. still in when he got hurt, he couldn't even get over 90 no. on anything he threw. No, he uh, just he's he's been wild. He just he the first start of the season he made he couldn't even record an out. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been awful. Yeah, which is which sucks. It does. I like seeing him more as a hitter anyway. Yeah, he's more fun that way. I think. Yeah, but, I think so too. You know, that's that's a big blow for the Angels. Yeah, because I mean, so, I just love two way players. Like that's so cool. Like, it's you don't fun. see that a lot. It's like, fun. there's only a couple guys right now in the league that do that. Yeah. Him and like Lorenzen, Brennan McKay. Yeah, I think so like he's on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just love to see that. But not, I don't love to see Otani being hurt. That no. I don't love to see. It's but. bad. It's bad for the Angels because they're not off to a good start. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a good rotation anyway. Mm-hmm. Otani was supposed to be their ace. Yeah. Now their ace is Dylan Bundy. Their ace is Dylan Bundy and like Julio Tehran. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't think of another pitcher that they have. Um, Garrett Richards? Yes. Or did he move on from something? Is he on, like, Pittsburgh now or something? He might be on. He was on the Blue Jays at some point. Mm. I don't know. I he think. might still be on there. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't I tell couldn't you tell you. Um, but that's, I think that's it for the injuries so far this week. But well, that's just for I pitchers. There that's was just the for one. pitchers. There was the one there injury. Wa- yes. Ozzy Albies. Yep. Also. Uh, ten day DL with his wrist, and that's another another, another shot Braves. The Braves. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's a team that their best player right now, Acuna, he's struggling. Yeah, so they they already have lost four of their starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Now Alzialbis is out for ten days, and Matt Adams is out. They're getting Marcakis back. Yeah, because he just got reinstated, so he should be returning to the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he already has. I don't. I, don't, I think uh, he just got reinstated like yesterday. I'm sure he's working his way back a little yeah. bit. But that team's hurting right now. That team's in really bad shape, and they're lucky that the division hasn't been very good so far. Right. Or else they could be really, 
far behind. Yeah, I think they're pretty fortunate to be eight and five right now. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but yeah. um, so that can bring us into our next topic, which goes off the injuries. Who do you think is the biggest loss? The biggest loss, right now. I think we were just talking about him. I mean, Mike Soroka. Mm-hmm. That's huge for them. Um, I think though the biggest loss. I hate him, but. I think it's Eduardo Rodriguez on Boston. Really? And this is why. Eduardo Rodriguez is the only pitcher that's even somewhat decent that's on the Red Sox. They're already not good. Right now they're sitting at 4-8. and Mm -hmm. And that was your guy, because he'd he'd been out with COVID, but you're hoping he'd come back and at least give somewhat of a spark to their Mm -hmm. pitiful starting rotation. But now he comes out, he's got bad complications from COVID. He said he's done for the year. Yep. So now you don't have your ace anymore, even though it's, it's really hard to call Eduardo Rodriguez an ace, mm-hmm. but with the situation, he would be their ace. So I think for a team that's kind of on the brink right now of being bad or being somewhat okay, them losing him is pretty big, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I, it's definitely a huge loss for that team, but considering what the expectations were for the Red Sox going into this year. I mean, even the most optimistic Sox fan was going to be like, all right, maybe we'll hover around 500, sneak into the playoffs, and probably Mm -hmm. lose in the first round. But they're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And Eduardo, I don't know how much he was going to help with that, but it definitely didn't – it doesn't help. No, it does not help at all. But I think I'd say the biggest loss – is Mike Soroka. Yeah. Because he is a guy that is, without a doubt, a top arm mm-hmm. he's in baseball. Ace. He is their ace, and he's very, very good. Yeah. He's very young, so hopefully, I mean, it's a torn Achilles. It's not like it's Tommy John. It should be not easy to come back from, but, I mean, it's going to be at least a year. Yeah. So you're talking about probably coming back August next year, if he comes back next year, he mm-hmm. might miss the 2021 season because of the timing. Right. So I think as a whole, that would be the biggest loss because yeah. that's a guy with all on top of the, all the end, other injuries that the Braves have had. They needed that guy that could just come out every five days and shove. And yeah. now they don't have that. Mm-hmm. And that's not even to – to put down some of these other guys that that are out for the season because you still got guys like Miles Michaelis, yep. starting pitcher for the Cardinals. He's out for a uh, tore tendon in his forearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Canley for the Yankees. That he's hurts. got Tommy John. He's a, he's a big name that out, of, out of that bullpen because they already don't have Chapman right now still. So that that's another big loss. Tommy, Tommy is such a big part of that team just with his energy mm-hmm. that it's it, it hurts to yeah. not have Tommy Canley. I'm sure it does. And another one, uh, Roberto Ozuna for Houston. He's on a contract year, too, so mm-hmm. he's probably not even going to come back to Houston. And he he's out with uh, Tommy John. If there's anybody that deserves to get Tommy John, it's Roberto Ozuna. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I ain't going to argue that. There's nothing you can really say about him. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a pretty obvious reason yeah. why that would be a reason to not like him. Right. We're not going to talk about that, <laughs> but there's yeah, there's been it's been horrible. 
Yeah, for it's the been first two weeks, week. there's been quite a few injuries. Between the COVID and all these guys getting hurt, it's been an absolute train wreck for some teams. Yeah. It's been bad. You know who stayed relatively healthy? Who's that? Which I don't want to say now that I think about it. <laughs> you don't want to jinx it? I don't want to jinx well, it. Well, now that we're talking about jinxing it, now it's a reverse jinx. The Yankees have only had one injury, and that was Tommy Canley. Wow. That the Yankees are usually I, hospitalized. I, I, I think point. I just jinxed them. You might have. We're going to watch I, the Yankees game tonight, and down goes Stanton, my down brain, goes Judge. My brain is in a fucking pretzel. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> you should have brought that up. I shouldn't have said anything. Why would you do that to yourself? It's been two weeks. That's the longest this team has gone without an injury in so fucking long. Wow. Oh, my God. Honestly, they need to give that uh, medical staff a raise. Oh, God. They did get a brand new medical staff. They have the new, the new training staff and Maybe everything. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Everybody was hurt in spring training. So, <laughs> True. Maybe, maybe they were just all right right now. You might have just bit the bullet on this one, bud. I didn't say anything shocking. No, you didn't. They've stayed relatively healthy. Yeah. I hope that didn't jinx anything. They're going to be the next COVID team. Stop. No. I think that's even worse than getting <laughs> that hurt. That is definitely That's going to piss me off if they do. <laughs> uh, we need to move on. <laughs> we need to I don't, like, don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so, obviously, two weeks in, uh, you've got MLB is releasing their weekly awards and stuff now. So, what we have, since we're on our own schedule, Thursday to Thursday, we have our own weekly awards. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about it. Let's so, we got we it. got Pitcher of the Week, and we got Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and then we have our Surprise Weekly Award to mm-hmm. give out. So, if you would like to begin, All right. you have the floor. All right. So, for my two awards that I gave out, my Player of the Week and my Pitcher of the Week, mm-hmm. there was some... Pretty obvious choices, but I kind of wanted to stray away from those choices because I figured you were going to take those. Okay. Whether you did or not, I don't know. Okay. Because I think when you look at it, the obvious choices for Pitcher of the Week, Shane Bieber, (laughs) right up there. Uh, Player of the Week, Aaron Judge. Those are probably going to be your, like, not your two, but, like, the two. Like, they're going to be the Players of the Week, I would imagine. But I was like, you know what? That's too easy. Let's dig a little bit deeper. So for my Player of the Week... I actually went with Aaron Judge's teammate. I went with a guy named Gio Urshela. Oh. Now, Gio Urshela has been quietly tearing it up this week. He's went mm-hmm. 10 for 21, three home runs, 10 RBIs. He's hitting 429. Everybody this week's talking about Aaron Judge and Nick Castellanos tearing the league up. How about Gio Urshela? He's the most happy fella. Look at him go. I love He came Gio out of Urshela. absolutely nowhere last year. Mm-hmm surprised everybody he was a scrub that was on the angels i think uh, he on the was A's, wherever from the blue, he was from the indians to the blue jays the yankees yeah. paid twenty five thousand dollars for him yeah and look what he's doing right now and you love to see it he's a beast man he is he's just so good he's just he's for a guy that was supposed to just be a defensive guy with no bat and just kind of floated around the league for a few years, up and down through the minors and the bigs. Mm-hmm. Finds a spot on the Yankees. Is the starting third baseman last year because Andujar gets hurt. Absolutely tears it up. And now this year he's backing it up. Yeah. He's just, he's a monster. He is. He really, like, it's hard to think about 
these guys that because you have the Yankees obviously have Aaron Judge, Stan, uh, you know, Glaber, Gary Sanchez, but then there's guys like Gio Urshela, yeah, and DJ LeMahieu, who was kind of a guy that everybody forgot about, mm-hmm. and now he's tearing it up, yeah, and same Mike Talkman, you know, Luke, Luke Voigt, Voigt, all these you guys, know, they just they pull them out of nowhere, yeah, it's, it's just great, pr- it's impressive to watch, it really is, yeah. I like that. I like that pick for Player of the Week. Yeah, that's a I, good pick. I, I felt he deserved it. I really did. He does. He did. And now for my pitcher of the week, obviously the clear choice would be Shane Bieber, but I didn't want to pick Shane Bieber. Mm-hmm. So I went with a guy um, from my my team, the Chicago Cubs. I went with you, Darvish. Now here's a guy too that you know everyone kind of forgets about when he mm-hmm. came into the league twenty thirteen, I think fourteen. Yeah. He was an absolute god mm-hmm. on Texas. Nobody yep. could hit this guy. He was throwing pitches that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. He's got a 12-pitch arsenal. Absolutely insane. But the beginning of last year, and the year, so the year before last, he was hurt most of the season, didn't play much. Mm-hmm. Um, this past year, he was god-awful up until the All-Star break. Yep. And after that All-Star break, he turned it on. Mm-hmm. And coming into this season, his first start was a little shaky. But uh, in this past week, past seven days, he's pitched 13 and a third innings. He went 2-0, and two quality starts, only 11 strikeouts, but he's only allowed one run. He's got that .69 ERA. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy. He's a bit of a sleeper. I think that entire Chicago Cubs rotation right now, they're all everyone's sleeping on those Cubs right now. Even yeah. though they're 10-2, they're still sleeping. I tell you what, though, but I wanted to give you Darvish just nod for this player of the week because he's been playing some pretty good ball. He's earned it. He's looked he's looked spectacular. I saw a stat earlier today. He has, I think his K to walk ratio right now is seventeen. Mm. So, I which is, you know, amazing. Yeah. Out of this world. Astronomical. That's astronomical. Seventeen Ks. To, walks. Oh, dog. Wow, that's a dog up there. She's loud one. Uh, yeah, Dew Darvish's look great. I want to try and see if I can pull up the stats for him. But, yeah, I mean, 13 innings and 11 strikeouts. I mean, that's uh, probably a case per nine of, like, seven-something, yeah. so eight. Not, it's not bad. It's not bad, especially no. for a starter. He's missing bats. He's doing good. Yeah. Uh, he's not giving up runs either. He's not giving up runs, no. So that's important. So he's... He is more than deserving of that mm-hmm. because he has been lights out. Yeah. So what I have is more of the obvious one. Okay. Which is the Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Because how could I not? How could you not talk about Aaron, Aaron Judge? How could you not? Everybody forgot about Aaron Judge. If you haven't noticed. Did they? The Twitter the Twitter timeline when talking about Aaron Judge. Forgot how good he was? They don't know. They just they're oblivious to it. They forget that in twenty seventeen he hit fifty two home runs. Yeah. And batted two eighty four with an OBP of about three eighty. While he also struck out two hundred and eight times. And play spectacular defense. <laughs> but he's been hurt the last two years mm. because he got hit in the wrist and then because of a strained oblique. But holy crap, is he back! Oh my god. He's, he's back, baby. 
Seven home runs. Seven home runs. Yeah. They've played 11 games. <laughs> it's almost almost per game. The only other Yankee to have seven home runs, because he hit his seventh in game one of the doubleheader, so that was seven home runs through ten games. Mm-hmm. The only other Yankee to have seven home runs through ten games, take a guess. First name that just came to me, Don Mattingly. No. <laughs> Didn't think so. Who's 2007, A-Rod. A-Rod, that was going to be my He hit guess. 56 home runs that year. Oof. And won his third MVP, I believe. Wow. Maybe his fourth. I don't remember how many he had. He was on an absolute mission that year. And yeah. Aaron Judge is on an absolute mission. Yeah. He He's insane right now. I mean, when you add in what he's done in the field, too, he's been mm-hmm. making diving catches. Field. He's throwing guys out from right field and stuff. He's doing great. Yeah. And um, he's just he's dominating. Yeah. Now, that's That was my original pick for American League MVP, but then I decided to drink the Mike Trout Kool-Aid once again. So I just mm-hmm. went with him. But uh, I definitely regret that decision. I should have stuck with Aaron Judge because, wow, is he tearing it up. Should have stuck with him. I should have. Uh, now, pitcher of the week, uh, I'm going to go with this guy who is flying under the radar so far. Okay. And that would be Herman Marquez. Okay. Herman Marquez. So if you remember his first start this season, which I think was opening day, he went six innings with a no-hit bid. Yeah. Against the Rangers, who have a good lineup. Mm-hmm. After that, he's been lights out. He That entire Rockies rotation has been just beating guys up, tearing guys apart. And he is he is leading leading that team right now. Yeah. I mean he is he's I think he's got an ERA under like one five yeah, right now. He just things. he's lights out. He's phenomenal. And he's pitching in Colorado. Yeah. Where it's impossible <laughs> to be good. Right. Like if your ERA is under like four and a half in Colorado, you might as well go in the Cy Young because yeah, that's amazing. Might as well. That's so impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's huge. Colorado's huge. Yep. Plus, the air is so thin. They're launching balls out of any which way. Yeah. And he's just absolutely going out there and dicing guys up. <laughs> he's just dicing them up. Dice like they're up, onions. Picking them up and knocking them down. He's picking them up and knocking them down like they're bowling pins. Man. He's, I gotta give him props, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, Shane Bieber has been amazing. Yeah, no disrespect to Shane Bieber out there. I'm gonna get, he's gonna win more Pitcher of the Weeks. I'm giving it to Herman Marquez. Yeah. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Need to give him some recognition. Yeah. But now, I wanna hear what your personal So this is my, this is my personal, personal award. award. So I did a little digging too to find out a little bit more about this guy, but my award is the "Who the fuck is this guy?" award. <laughs> That's my award, and it goes to our our very dear friend from the Minnesota Twins, Randy Dobnak. Mm. All right, Randy Dobnak. Right now on the season, he's two and one. He's got a .60 ERA, one quality start. He's only given up one run in fifteen innings. He's only got eight strikeouts, which that's not that good. That's, you know, it's, not great. But, I mean, what do you expect? He's getting outs. He's getting outs. He's not he's a strikeout pitcher. Ins. That's fine. Now, Randy Dobnak, this guy, he's close to my heart. He's close to your heart. For, yeah. So, for anyone listening, right now, 
we are about a five-minute drive away from Jimmy John's Field, which is the home of the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Yeah. Randy Dobnak was a pitcher for the Utica Unicorns, which is one of the players in that league. And Randy Dobnak is the first player from that league to go to the majors. Now, here's what's interesting. Dobnak was discovered by the Twins because of a YouTube video that was posted about one of his starts. Mm -hmm. And someone from the Twins saw that video and they signed him because of the video. Nobody ever went and scouted him in person. He was signed because of a YouTube video that was posted by someone about one of his starts. <laughs> That's where he got signed. It's incredible. That's a crazy turn of That's a crazy story to get. He is a fucking Uber driver. Yeah. Like he I mean it's incredible. Like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. That's what people are saying when they see Randy Dobnak on When they mound. see that goofy guy with the glasses and the Fu Manchu mustache walk yeah. out, they say who the fuck is that guy? Exactly. And then they're like it's Randy Dobnak, baby. Hence that award. I had to do it. I like it. Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah. Mine is what I like to call the Fountain of Youth Award. Oh, I already know where this is going. This man <laughs> Is 40 years old. Gosh. He has, if I can pull him up real quick, a 375 average, a 423 OBP, and an OPS of 1.048. Three home runs, 15 RBIs, 10 runs scored. Launching the absolute shit out of the ball right now in the middle of that Twins nasty lineup. Mm -mm -mm. It is the boomstick. The boomstick. Nelson Cruz. God. He's 40 years old. And he's doing MVP numbers. He, low-key, right now, he'd be a top three MVP. Yeah. Candidate guy. Him, like he, judge, he would, and... It'd be him, Judge, and... Like Shane Bieber, maybe. Probably, because he's just been so good. Yeah. He's been... He's <laughs> Nelson Cruz Hitting the is... shit out of the ball. Yeah. I don't think... When the Twins got Nelson Cruz, I don't think... They expected what they're getting. Mm -mm. Like, how long has he been on Minnesota now for? A couple years? Uh, let's see. I can take a look. Yeah, this is second year, 2019. Yeah. I'm sure when they sign him, they're like, you know what? He's a veteran. He can probably hit a couple home runs for us, you know, mm -hmm. help us out. I don't think they expected him to be, at 40 years old, being one of the best hitters in the league. No, there's no way. No. Like, if you look at where they signed him from. So they signed him from Seattle, obviously, because he was in Seattle for about five years after that. Before that, four years. Uh, so 2018 with Seattle, he played in 144 games. He had a 256 average, 342 on base. Uh, looks like he still had 37 home. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. 37 <laughs> homers. I thought I was looking at the wrong thing. And 97 RBIs for a very bad Mariners team. Yeah. That's, and at that, that point, he's 38 years old, mm -hmm. which is like, okay, you're hitting 37 dingers at you know, 38. That's pretty, pretty good. Yes. And now he's like, he's even better. Like last year he had 41. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, Minnesota is not a big ballpark. It's pretty no. easy to get him out. Right. But that's still, you know, but like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 39 years old. He found the fountain of youth. Yeah, he's playing like he's 28 in the peak of his prime. He's, exactly. Like, he's doing things that a 40-year-old man should not do. No. A 40-year-old man should be hitting 240 with, like, 10 home runs. 40-year-old man should be retired. 
<laughs> yeah. He's doing, like, yeah. what Barry Bonds was doing at 40. Yeah. Except Barry Bonds was hitting, like, 70 instead, mm-hmm. but we all know why. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, there, it doesn't happen. Like, no. what, uh, David Ortiz, his last year, he was 40. I think he hit, like, 36. This guy, I mean, he's only got three so far, but it's been, like, 11 games. Right. <laughs> so, I, and I mean, even if he doesn't put up massive power numbers like he usually does, he's still hitting the ball at he's a still exponential has, he's, rate. He still has 15 RBIs. Yeah. He's batting 375. Yes. So, <laughs> like, a, like, that. his OPS awesome. is over 1,000. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. Whatever he's doing, yeah, exactly. He he found the found youth. Yeah, that's all I can say. It's a pretty good award. I like that's, that. I like it. It's I, solid. You know, it's pretty good. Uh, I also wanted to talk about briefly um, someone else that's kind of. I mean, he had a amazing game this mm-hmm. past week for the Detroit Tigers. Let's talk about the record yes. breaker, Tyler Alexander. How about that kid? Where did he come from? He gets put into this game. And he strikes out nine in a row mm-hmm. as a reliever. Broke the record for most consecutive strikeouts by a reliever. And then he, he finished with 10. So he I, he tied Randy Johnson for most strikeouts by a reliever uh, with 10 yep. in any game. Uh, I think he did that in like 2002 I think or it was 2001. 2001. But man, this kid came out of nowhere. Actually, I did a little research on Mr. Tyler Alexander mm-hmm. just to see what I could find. So this kid, he went to Carroll Senior High School in South Lake, Texas. In 2013, okay. he went 12-1 and as a starter uh, with a .66 ERA uh, and 177 strikeouts in 94 and two-thirds innings. Holy That's shit. dominance. Straight-up dominance. Oh, my God. Uh, in that same year, 2013, he was drafted in the 23rd round to the Detroit Tigers, but he elected... To go to college. So he went to Texas Christian University, TCU. Uh, Played two years there. Then he was drafted again by the Detroit Tigers in 2015, but this time in the second round. Hmm. So the Tigers lost a lot of money on that guy. Yeah, I think we did. But you know what? He came in, he broke a record. Talk about betting on yourself. Holy crap. Well, I I just thought that was really interesting. Like, he dominated in high school. Kind of, you know. Yeah. Came in, broke a record. I've never seen him pitch before this. I really haven't. Uh, I've barely ever heard of him. And he just, he he was lights out. Yeah. It's a good Reds team. It's a good yeah. Reds lineup. He struck, struck out nine out. in a row. Nine in a row. That is, that is hard to do. Yeah. So hard that nobody's ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, that is, I mean, have a day, Tyler Alexander. Right. He's, Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure. I either hat or a ball is already on its way to Cooperstown. Yeah. To yep. You know, the one that they struck it. out the ninth guy with. I don't yep. remember who it, the strikeout was. I think it was actually Castellanos. It was Castellanos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's gonna. You know, he'll be in Cooperstown forever until somebody eventually breaks that record, probably. But yeah. Still, had you know. Impressive. Give yeah. it. Give it a round for Tyler Alexander. No kidding. I believe too. Like. Even not even just for relievers, he tied the American League record mm-hmm. for any pitcher for strikeouts in a row. I believe he tied Doug Fister. Yeah, I think he set that in like 2011, mm-hmm. and I believe the MLB record is 10 or is it 11 by Tom Seaver? I think it's 10 in a row by Tom Seaver. Yeah, so he was only one behind that, and Tom yeah. Seaver is one of the best pitchers. I mean, yeah, he's like the best Mets player of all time. Exactly. It's like it's... you know. 
you're looking at these records. You got guys up there. You got Randy you got, Johnson, yeah, Tom Seaver, and then Tyler Alexander. Yeah. Wow. Craziness. It's a pretty good company to be in there. It's the kind of stuff that happens in 2020 baseball. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you got teams getting outbreaks, and you got guys that nobody knows. Exactly. Striking out nine in a row. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. All right. Did weekly awards. We've got a little bit left in this episode. So how about we get into some of the hot starts we got to the season, plus some surprise slumpers, mm-hmm. the hot hitters, all that good stuff. Maybe revisit our um, predictions as yeah. well from before the season. So I think what I want to start with mm-hmm. in terms of hot hitters, how could you not talk about Donovan Solano? Who are you? Why is he good? He's another candidate for the who the fuck is this guy. Exactly. He's never been anyone of concern in his past however many seasons that he's played. No one's cared that Donovan Solano was that bad. Now, all of a sudden, he's on the Giants, and he is their best hitter. He's Yeah, I mean, he's lights out. He just, look, I mean, I got his stats right here. 17 hits so far. Uh, one home run, thirteen RBIs, four doubles, two walks, only six strikeouts. Batting four thirty six, four fifty two on base, which isn't good, but considering he's batting four thirty six, you know, not bad. Mm-hmm. And a six fifteen slugging. I mean, he's hitting the cover off the ball. Yeah, he's never been really anything good. He's never been in relevant. His career. He's thirty two years old. He's a former Yankee. Uh. I believe he started his career with Miami. Yeah, came up in Miami with in 2012 with Miami. Uh, let's see, he the best average he's had over a full season is 295, which was in 93 games. Yeah, every other year it's been 250 or worse. Yeah, so this guy <laughs> really came from the shadows, and he is just going. Off the rails. Even last year, he was on the Giants. He played 81 games. He batted 330, 360 on base. Uh, Let's see, 10 walks, 4 home runs, 23 RBIs. So not not impressive. In a a very small amount of at-bats, 215 at-bats. He batted 330, which is good. That'd be good for just a guy to pinch hit or something like that. But now, I mean, he's middle of the order. Yeah. Especially for a bad Giants team. Yeah, like, they have nobody right now. This is a guy who just came out. And, if you got um, a guy that can bat 430, you're going to put him in. You know, yeah. I don't care. Yes. I don't care if he's got one hand or Absolutely. if he's Donovan Solano. It don't matter. Right. <laughs> it's He's off to a torrid start. The team's not off to a good start, but no. he's That he's guy is great. a shining star on a team of nothing. Yeah, a team <laughs> with no expectations. He's just, he's, you know, yeah, he's just doing his thing, I guess. That's all I can say about him. <laughs> yeah. Um, another sneaky, hot start to the season would be, um, not really sneaky, but kind of someone that you don't expect mm-hmm. to be off to this good of a start would be Kyle Seeger. Yeah, Kyle Seager. Kyle Seager's been in 326. He's got 407 on base. Two home runs, 14 RBIs, six walks, four Ks, five doubles, 
15 hits through yeah. and eight runs in 13 games. I think Kyle Seeger is a guy that a lot of people genuinely did forget about because there was a couple seasons. Um, I think he, he was a multi-time All-Star for a while there. Uh, you know, good. it's hard to say that because it's the Mariners and somebody has to represent. Right. But, but he, I mean, I mean, he is a stud. Yeah. He Kyle is Seager's the mainstay. A solid baseball player. He is the mainstay for that very bad Mariners franchise right now. Yes. So he's, I mean, people forgot, yeah, like 2015 ish, 2016 mm-hmm. ish. Cal Seeger, house, not household name, but right. you knew about him. He would it'd be in the All Star game. He was a consensus, probably top five, top 10 yeah. third baseman in baseball. And correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he in the home run derby once? Corey Seager was. I know Corey I think Kyle was, too. I couldn't tell you if Kyle was. I feel like he was in, like, 2015, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But Kyle Seager, he's always been a, a just a good, solid baseball he's player. He's been solid. I mean, so he's I'm, 32. He's in yeah. the back end of his prime. But so I'm glad to see him doing good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another guy. Um, this kind of goes into the, the predictions a little bit, but this was my Rookie of the Year pick. Luis Robert, Chicago White Sox. He's been playing yes. good. Uh, so Robert right now, uh, he's hitting three fifty four, pretty damn good for a rookie. Uh, two home runs, only six RBIs, 17 hits, though. That leads the team, and I saw mm-hmm. a stat. Right now, of any player in White Sox history, uh, he has the most hits through 12 games since, I, I can't remember his name, but it was a White Sox in 1998 who had 17. So he's putting up some pretty good numbers. He's struck out, uh, where did I put it? Oh, he has 15 strikeouts, so that's not great. But, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of rookies, when they're coming up, you know, they have to, you know, figure out. You got to figure out how to hit. You got to figure out how to hit. So, the strikeouts, you know, I think that's something that'll blow over for a while. But still hitting 354 with 50. So, he's either getting a hit or he's striking out. Pretty much, that's, yeah. That's what's happening with this guy. Mm-hmm. But I really like what Luis, Luis Robert is doing right now for those White Sox. Yeah. I like it. He's doing good. He's. Yeah. I I don't ex I didn't expect him to just come in and light the league on fire. Right. Which I mean, he's pretty much done. Yeah. You know, he's got two home runs, you know, three doubles. He does have the fifteen strikeouts, but it could be a lot worse. Yeah. It could be way where you can work on strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh this is a good segue. Speaking of strikeouts, and this can go into our slumps. But how about a rookie? Who just can't hit the ball whatsoever. Uh, going back to those Seattle Mariners, this kid, Evan White, he's got Oof. 23 strikeouts and 48 at-bats. Oh, Leads man. the league in strikeouts. This poor kid, he's a rookie. Everyone kind of had high hopes about him, but he's just coming and just swung and missed. Well, when you look at what the Mariners' lineup is, because you have Kyle Lewis, who is who? Le- right he's now. leading the league in hits. He has twenty. Yeah, but he also has nineteen strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, he's batting three eighty five, three home runs, ten RBIs. He's played some pretty good defense too. He's made some nice catches at the wall, and then you just have complete polar opposite in Evan White, who has twenty three strikeouts, can't can't hit. You know. Yeah, he's off to a very bad start. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have that. Yeah, you're gonna have that. It's gonna happen. Right, but. Hopefully you know, the kid will bounce back. It's a bad start. It's a sixty-game season. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're not gonna 
lose your job over a 60-game season. No. Especially as, as a highly touted rookie mm-hmm. like he is. So, you know, it's just experience. Exactly. Uh, biggest slumps. There's a few. Yes. That are at the top that oh, are yeah. extremely um, concerning, yes. I'd say. My big slump. Pete Alonso. Oh, I didn't have him on my list. Okay. Pete Alonso is off to a very, very bad start. Pete Alonso has 20 strikeouts. Oh. Uh, he is batting 180. Uh, does have a 339 on base percentage, which, if you're hitting 180, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. But he has one home run with four RBIs. That's the guy that hit 53 home runs last year. Yeah. He's already not a good defender. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's first base. You don't have to be that good, but he is clearly average at best. Yeah, I mean, you you called it. I, I mm-hmm. if you go back to our predictions episode, I remember you said P. Alonso was going to suck this year. You didn't think P. Alonso was going to be good. I didn't. Buy, I don't buy into the hype. Yeah. I like P. Alonso. I really do. He's fun. He's good for the game. But he is not what people think he is. Right. He's gonna. He's he's like. Um, he's a lot like. I'm losing the name. Um, You're talking about Pete Alonso. Yeah, Pete. He's a lot Al- like. Who's the guy that strike out or home run? Adam Dunn. Yes, he's a lot of Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn. But I don't think Adam Dunn had a very very good career. Yeah, he did. If you look at the numbers, he did. He was the guy that was made for this kind of baseball. Yeah. But what Pete Alonso has right now is not Adam Dunn. No. What he has right now is like uh Brandon Inch. <laughs> Brandon Inch. I don't know. That was the first name that popped into Ooh. my head. He's yeah, bad. He's, he's bad. He's like a Sean Casey at Ooh, the end of his Sean Casey. at the end of his career kind of guy. Oh no. Like it's bad. You you know, it's I called it. I did. You you did. It's only been 13 games. He's got a lot of time to make up for it. Yeah. But these Mets fans are all all on Twitter. He's the king of New York. Oh, yeah. We love Pete Alonso. The Pete Alonso's better than Judge. Pete Alonso's the best player in baseball. Yeah. Look at you now. <laughs> Clowns. Cl- that's just clown. That's clown shit. That's just classic sewer rats. It is. I, I mean, I hate rats. the Mets. It's just oh, natural yeah. for me. This is a Mets slander podcast. There is no positive. I'm not here. trying to slander the Mets. Oh, I am. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to slander the Mets. They just make it too easy for they me. They really do. It's just, you know. I mean. They're the Mets. What do you want? But, what do you want from us? Hey, you know what we forgot to talk about? What did we forget to talk about? Another Mets uh fiasco that we that we had earlier this week oh Yoannis Cespedes the most Mets situation you can oh get oh my god he packed up his bags in the middle of the night and just left didn't say anything to anybody and just left he didn't even tell his agent nope agent's like hey are you not at the game and then like he just answers back eventually like yeah I'm opting out <laughs> oh okay thanks I'll let them know yeah like oh my god the uh, most that is the most Mets situation you can get yourself into. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I saw that, and, and I was even looking at Twitter um, about it. 
a lot of people were saying it's similar to, if anyone remembers this listening, the Chris Benoit situation. Oh, my God. In 2007, he was supposed to go to his wrestling event, yeah. whatever that was. Didn't call anybody, just didn't show up mm-hmm. at all. They did a wellness check on him like they did for Cespedes, and they found Cespedes's little hotel empty. Yeah. Uh, they did a wellness check on Benoit, and they found out that he killed his well, yeah, his wife, his daughter, and himself. That was a much worse. That outcome. was absolutely a much worse. Outcome. That but was that, a much different situation. But before it was announced that yeah. uh, that he opted out, that's what people were thinking this was going to yeah, be. I saw where he did something drastic it's like, like that. What he do? Yeah. Because how odd is it to not report that at all? Why would you not say anything? I, that's that's the thing that was leading people to believe. How do you just, like, obviously, why would you put a statement out if you're the Mets? Like, if you didn't know where he was. Yeah, they put it out there like, we don't know where Cespedes is. Yeah. (laughs) They basically put, (laughs) they put a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They basically put, like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like an Amber Alert for a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They put a bolo out on him. They put a lookout for Yeah. A bolo. That's what I was looking for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Well, I forgot about that, but it's it's been so long ago. Yeah, you know, it was like Sunday. Yeah, that was like right after the last podcast. There's just been so much baseball that we yeah. just forget about. You want to this going AWOL. Mm-hmm. But it's it's Enough. just total Mets, man. To get back on the topic of the slumps. Yeah, how can we not talk about probably the worst player in baseball right now? Ooh, who's this? Andrew Benintendi. Oh, I haven't even looked at Benintendi's he numbers. He is awful. Oh, no. Absolute hot, steamy oh, garbage. Give me the numbers. I want to see. Andrew Benintendi is 2 for 29. Oof. He's batting 0-6-9. Oh. Terrible. No home runs. Only one RBI. Struck out 12 times. In 29 at-bats only for 12 strikeouts, that's a little less than half. Yeah. He can't hit at all. He stinks. That's bad. Yes, it is. It's awful. I I don't know what... Like, Benintendi's good. He was good. Benintendi's supposed to be a very good baseball player. Yeah. I think he was even slumping last year, too. At the end of, like, last year. Yeah. So he's, like carrying it over especially like i would assume this year i haven't been paying much attention to the red sox lineup like day to day right i would assume he's in left field like every day i believe so because who because you're gonna have what for do and right mm-hmm. jbj in center yeah for um benintendi in left yeah and then jd dhs yes so you said how many about 29 right 29 so two hits Oh yeah, that's that's not good. Um, yeah, I mean that he's supposed to be good. He's got that lefty swing. It's good for, especially like in playing against teams in the AL East, Yankee Stadium with the short porch. Even Boston, you just hook it down the line. It's three hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Baltimore. It's easy. Just hit it over the little fifteen foot wall. You just it's. He should be hitting well. Yeah. And even if they're shifting against him, I would figure Benintendi's good enough that he can somewhat spray the ball around a little right. bit. But it uh, looks like that is not Clear- the truth. Clearly not. No. no. And uh, 
another guy that's good that should definitely not be on this list but it's just quite unfortunate to see him here uh this also goes into one of our pretty bad predictions here oh no this was your mvp prediction let's talk about christian yelich i don't want to talk about christian christian yelich he's arguably slightly worse than benintendi but i I think i give him the the benefit of the doubt well he does have at least some kind of rbis yeah so christian yelich on this season in 34 at bats he has three hits that's awful. He's batting .088. One home run, three RBIs, 16 strikeouts. That's almost dead half. It's not what you want. No, for your MVP player. I'm sorry, all right? He That's almost went back-to-back. Back. Of course I was going to pick him again. I don't think anybody was could have predicted the terrible start that we got from Christian Yelich. I don't know what to say. <laughs> He's a guy, like, the Brewers are good when Yelich is good, and the Brewers are not good when Yelich is bad. Yes. He's their fire, basically. That's their why fire. I said they were going to go 30-30, and 30 because I figured he would be an MVP caliber player once again, mm-hmm. and he would just lead the badness to at least 500. Mm-hmm. I was clearly wrong. Yeah, just a little bit. Another MVP pick. Not your MVP, but the guy that was last year's MVP. Off to not a good start. Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Cody Bellinger is badging 170 with a 214 on base percentage and an OPS of 516. Yikes. He has nine hits and 53 at bats, seven runs, two home runs, five RBIs, one stolen base. He is not off. He he. That's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it that is. is really bad, especially for a guy that is really really good. Mm-hmm. It is not what you expect to happen. No. But uh, he's gonna have to straighten that out because yes. the 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 Dodgers aren't off to the best start. No, they still they have a great nine they have, have nine and four record. They have a great run differential. But I've seen their games and stuff. What's wrong with your phone? I don't. I silenced it three times now, and it's just. Why was it back on? I have no idea. I did not do that. I silenced it after the last time. I'm kind what? of freaked out. I silenced it three times. You've been now. messing with it or something. I have not at all. There's a ghost in your in in, in your house. No, there is. It's flicked it on three times. I have no. turned it off three times. Why did it go back on? I don't know. How? How is that possible? I don't know how that's possible. There's a ghost. <laughs> I think a ghost. I think it's the ghost of Ioannis Espedis' lost soul. He's coming in here, and he is he's messing with us because we're slandering the Mets. I'm sure if anybody was going to be mad about us slandering the Mets, it was not going to be Ioannis Espedis. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seeing as how he just... He ghosted him. Just dipped. He ghosted him. That's what he's he ghosting did. us. Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Don't Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Swayze Express. Mm-hmm. Hence my shirt. The Swayze Express, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's... Bellinger's off to a terrible start. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like a league of opposites right now. It is, because, like, another guy, I haven't even mentioned, Ronald Acuna. Yeah, he stinks. Is, like, second in strikeouts yeah, right now. Yeah, he's 21. Yeah, uh... Terrible, terrible start. I mean, I could just look at the list. Just 
go off of how many strikeouts. Tatis has 21. Yeah. He's off to a good start. He's been 294, yeah, but... he's just striking out a lot. I mean, Dansby Swanson striking out a lot. Chapman. Mm-hmm. All kinds of guys. A lot of good guys. A lot of good guys are often not the best starts right no. now. All right, we got about probably 15 minutes left. No. So we got two things left to talk about. Some of the riser and faller teams, and mm-hmm. then some of the hot hitters, I believe it was. Yeah, we could talk about some hot hitters. But, uh, so, as is common at the beginning of the season, you're going to have guys, you're going to have teams that play really well, and they're going to fall off, and you got guys that start slow, but they, they turn it up and they, <laughs> they finish hot. So, I'm going to start. I think the team right now, that has started really good, but I think is going to crumble down. They're sitting right now at 8-3. and three. It's Colorado Rockies. Okay. Now, they have gotten off to a better start than anybody has thought. They're top of their division right now. But, I mean, here's the thing. They started out really good because they weren't playing in Colorado. So, now they're just starting to play in Colorado again because now they're, they're getting the home part of their schedule. I do not believe that... Their rotation is going to be able to hold it up the way that they have so far. Herman Marquez, I think he's going to be still, he's going to stay good. But the rest, I think the rest are just going to go back to how it usually is in Colorado with the 4.5 ERAs and giving up eight Mm -hmm. runs a game. Um, I feel, you know, their lineup is really good, obviously. Arenado, Story, Blackman, Dahl, all those guys, great hitters. But I just feel like they just got off to a hot start. But, you know, I just don't see them continuing the pace. You know, the crazy thing about Colorado right now is that Arenado hasn't even been good this year Yeah. so far. He just hit his first home run. Um, I beg to differ on that one. Mm. I think Colorado is going to be – I think they're going to be a playoff team. They might. There's going to be, there's gonna be eight teams. If you're first or second, yeah. you're guaranteed in. And then there's going to be two third-place teams that make it in. Are a team that is at 8-3. and three, I would assume that they could probably stay in at least third place in that division. Yeah. You have three teams in that division right now. Colorado, obviously, 8-3. and three. Dodgers, 9-4. and four. San Diego, 7-6. and six. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, 6-7, and seven, but they're a non-factor. Yeah, they're, they're not. And the Diamondbacks, which I missed wildly on, yeah, are four and eight at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. I would think that they could at least finish third in that division after they such a good could. start. They probably could. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to fall all the way to the bottom, but I yeah. just don't think they're keeping up. They're not going to keep up the pace. No. They're they're not going to win 73 percent of their games no, throughout the entire season. I don't think so. They're are they going to win like 35 if they keep up? You know, because of this good start, I can see 35 wins. That'd be good enough for a playoff spot. Oh, for sure. It absolutely, it would. That'd be guaranteed probably four to five seed. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something that I feel about those Rockies that they're just going to They have a off. huge problem with that ballpark Yeah. for the home games. So it is definitely right to not trust that pitching right now. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see a little bit more from them and and for just a little bit longer just to be like okay maybe they're serious this time because we've seen it year in and year out they come in and they they play some good ball yeah but the pitching just can't hold up yeah it's you know, they were good two years ago they were a playoff team I think two years ago last year I, I said so. they were gonna win the division yeah which was way fucking <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit they were uh, but last year they're 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 looking good so far. Yeah. My fall team is going to make you mad. Oh, I already know what it is. I knew it was going to be this whole time. Listen, this is... I, it's just too obvious. I just don't trust it. It's the I Cubs. Yeah. I don't trust that rotation. Yeah. And that bullpen we already know is atrocious. Yes, the bullpen's not good. I, they, their lineup is good. They're off to a great start, 10-2. Are they going to go 10-2? and two? You know, are they going to win eighty three percent of the games? No, no, absolutely not. They're not going fifty and ten. They will. I can almost guarantee they'll be above five hundred after this yeah. hot start. Yep, they are going to win probably thirty five games. I'd, I still, I still I'd put say them that. at first place. They could be that. As, as of right this now, this is the thing that uh, you could through two weeks. I would guarantee that the Cubs are in the playoffs. Yeah, just by looking at the rest of that um, division because mm-hmm. it's bad. I mean, obviously, St. Louis had COVID outbreak. They yeah. played five games. Yeah, Pirates are a non-factor. They're 2-10. Oh. Uh, Cincinnati's 5-7. and seven. Their bullpen's been even worse, yeah. and their lineup really hasn't been all that good so far. No. They've got a couple of shining stars, Castellanos, yeah. Gray, and mm-hmm. Castillo. Bauer has been good. Castillo too. Yeah. So they they've got it's the just, talent. But it's just, just the bullpen. Games. Yeah. It's the bullpen is losing them games. The mm-hmm. lineup's just not getting all hot at the right time. Yeah. And then Milwaukee's four and five. Yelich is off to a terrible start. Mm-hmm. Brandon Woodruff's good. Yeah. Uh. But they they still have a minus six run differential, and yeah. now they're playing the White Sox. That's not a good matchup. Yeah. Like. Also, here you go, Aiden. Here's your White Sox credit. They're really good. <laughs> I give the White Sox zero credit. Really? I give them a little credit. I mean, they won five games out of their last six. They're seven and five. There's nothing to give them credit for. I mean, yet. they started out you one and four. You know what I'm saying? They, I know. Listen, they started out one and four, and they got hot. Okay. They got hot. That I mean, I don't got much to say else other than that. I got to say, hot. I thought the White Sox would be better than the Cubs. So far, I'm wrong. I didn't, but, yeah. So they far, have a better lineup, I think. They do. I... The pitching, I thought, is similar. Keuchel and Giolito is like the same as Lester and Darvish. Lester and Hendricks or whatever. But clearly, you know, though the Cubs four with if you throw Chatwin in there because he's been amazing. Chatwin's been, yeah, it's a phenomenal surprise this year. Yeah, they've clearly overperformed from their expectations. Yeah. But who knows? But I understand the pick. Yeah. I still, I mean... They're not keeping up the pace of at 50 and 10. No. Absolutely not. I no. agree with you 100% on that. But I still think well, they already have a four-and-a-half game lead. Uh, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be tough to knock them out of first place. I see at least second place at worst. At worst, with yes. that, With the state that that division is in right now. Yeah. Barring some injuries, I'd say first or second. John Lester, you know, loses it. Hendricks, you know, falls back into what he normally does. Or yeah. Tyler Chadwood losing it. Mm-hmm. You know. But that bullpen also, I mean, it can't get worse, really. No. You can only hope that with more innings, these guys will get more confidence and yeah. get better. 
I'm hoping we add somebody too. You are going to have we to. We need to. If you want to actually win the World Series, you're going to have to add at least one bullpen on. Oh, yeah. The price we'll have to pay for that. For sure. But uh, So those are the fallers. So now my riser. Risers. Now my riser, they're sitting at 5-7. and seven. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Now, in every aspect of the game, the Rays have been ice cold. Mm-hmm. Their two best pitchers, Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, have been dreadful. Yep. Um, they still got a couple other good guys uh, in their rotation. Well, I think Yarbrough. Um, Don't forget Tyler Glass. Uh, that's how the other one, Tyler Glass. Now those guys have been pretty good this year, and I think they have Chirinos too. I yeah, think. I mean, Chirinos. Yeah. Um, so they got a good rotation, but their their top two have been dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think those are two guys that are going to definitely pick it up. Um, and their lineup too has just been ice cold. Yep. They they have. Oh shoot! I wrote it down. They only have four hitters hitting above 200. Above 200? Only four above 200. Oh, my God. Is Every, there anybody above 300? Uh, I believe there's one. Fuck. Nay. I think it's oh like my. Brandon Lowe. Oh, I think my he's like God. the only one. Yikes. But that team is not doing good things right now. They, they've. I don't know how they won five games. I think it was just they because of good pitching. They got swept by but, the Orioles. Yeah. The Rays... Because the Rays have a very good roster, I feel like. Their lineup could be better, but they have one of the best rotations. The Rays have, no doubt, top five rotation in baseball. Yeah. And the lineup is, I'd say, bottom 15 lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. You know, they don't, they're, 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 their bats aren't the greatest. Their best but... hitter is Austin Meadows. Yeah. Like, I don't trust that at all. No. No. They're like, they're like, I don't know. They're not... It's not a bad lineup, but no. it's not good. It's not what you want. It's no. not what you want your lineup to look like. Yeah, no. But you know, I feel like they're they're going to be better than an under five hundred team. I think they're definitely get, they're not yes. going to be competing for first place. I think the Yankees are going to run away with it, and it's not going to be close. Hopefully, but uh, I think they're definitely a team that's going to be a serious contender at that second place spot. Um, I don't see how they could finish outside of a playoff spot in that division. Yeah, no, not Boston's. At the bottom. Yep. They have no pitching. don't matter. Uh-huh. Toronto has the lineup, but their pitching is, has been bad. Yep. And Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore's just an enigma. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, Baltimore is just pulling on Miami right now. I don't even know. They're five and six. Like, it's yeah. not good, no. but that's a lot better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought they'd be two and ten like the Pirates exactly. are. I mean, when, you're, when your top two hitters are Hans or Alberto and Jose Iglesias, you don't expect much. Jose Iglesias? Okay. Been pretty solid. He I has. Haven't, I haven't looked at his stats Somehow. in a few days, but he's been good. Same, same with Hans Roberto. These guys are coming out of nowhere. They're crazy. Like, like Jose Iglesias isn't supposed to be able to hit. He no. was never supposed to be a good hitter. No, he's he was like, always great defensively. He his like end of season stats for the Tigers. He'd he'd hit like three hundred. He'd have like two home runs and like fifteen RBIs. Mm-hmm. All he was there to do was field. He was like, um, I think the best comparison I can have is a bad hobby bias. Like a, a poor, a poor man's hobby a bias. A poor man's hobby bias. Yeah. Because he can field like a motherfucker. Exactly. But he can't really hit. But mm-hmm. this year, he's proven people wrong. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he found it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, give it up for him, you know? Give it up, yeah. I'll always give him. I'll give him some props for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's one of the best fielders I've ever seen. Yeah, he's He done makes some, some nice plays. He's a bit plays. of an asshole, but he makes some nice plays. Well, yeah, people say locker room cancer, but, you know, hey. He can field. Baltimore likes him, I guess, yeah. probably. All right, my riser. Uh, it there's there's some tough 
tough choices out there. But my riser is going to be the Cleveland Indians. That's awesome. There aren't a lot of other options that are clear, like, got teams that are lagging behind. Because, mm-hmm. like, obviously Tampa Bay in the AL East. But all the other three teams, you know, other than the Yankees because they're already at the top, the other three teams aren't really candidates for anything. Same with the AL West. Kind of already set its, you know, course. You got to look at the AL Central. Cleveland has... They've been not... They've been good pitching-wise, obviously. Bieber, Clev, you know, Zach Plesak. They've looked good. They've allowed 30 runs in 13 games. That's really good. Mm -hmm. They've also only scored 34, which is the problem. They need that offense to get back. And they're playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati already has the bullpen troubles. I think that... Cleveland's rotation is going to be able to neutralize those bats. And I think, you know, they're seven and six right now. See this series against Cincinnati. I think this is the last game because today's Thursday. I believe so. Win this game against Cincinnati and move on. You are right there neck and neck with the White Sox, and then you have the Twins right in front. So. Mm-hmm. I think I see them. They're going to finish above 500. Yeah, I believe so, too. They're going to definitely uh, sit pretty at that second mm-hmm. place. Yeah, they're, I'd say like. they're at least Maybe going... to sit pretty, but because, you know, the White Sox do. But, uh, yeah. They're going to be two or three. Like we both said, as they're going to be... Like, it's, it's already showing harder. itself. They're already... They're just right there neck and neck. Yeah. I'd say Cleveland is at least going to go... If you would give them 13 game samples, they're going to be seven and six or better basically every time. Mm-hmm. So, I expect, you know, will they rise? Maybe not. But will they fall? I don't see it. No, I don't. I think they're at least going to stay right there, 500 or better. Yeah. Uh, Last thing real quick. I know I didn't have this in my notes. I know you didn't either. This is just something I thought of. Give me one wild prediction for this next upcoming week. Anything, just spit it off the top of your head. There will be a perfect game. I was thinking a no-hitter. That's crazy. We went to the same thing. Who do you think? Perfect game. That's tough. I, I Give me your no hitter. Let me think. I was thinking Shane Bieber, because the way that he's been pitching, I'm like, you know what? Why? Who's to say he doesn't go out and throw a no hitter? The way he's pitching, he's got 35 strikeouts and three starts. He's in uh, what are these? He's third, I think, right now in mm-hmm. uh, most strikeouts of all uh, like of all time within. A, yeah, because Nolan Ryan stretch. had the most, and Garrett Cole in 2018 yeah. had 36. Yeah. I mean, my wild prediction, Shane Bieber, in his uh, his next start, throws a no-hitter for this next week. They're going to be a perfect game. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to make a, a I wanted call? to say it before the season started that during this – there hasn't been a perfect game since, like, 2016. Right. I don't think. It might I, – I, maybe it hasn't been that long, but it's been a long time. It's been a minute. <sighs> it hurts me to say. Sonny Gray's going to throw a perfect game. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is going to throw a perfect game. It's always sunny in Cincinnati. Said nobody ever. <laughs> it is always sunny. That, I guarantee you, if he does, that's going to be the headline in the newspaper. It's oh, always yeah. sunny in Cincinnati. Yeah. 100%. Probably. I would love yeah. to see it. If if that does happen and that's the headline and I just called it, I'm getting that framed and I'm 
putting it buy, in my yeah, room. I gotta buy the newspaper. I got, I'm gonna buy the newspaper. I'm gonna drive to Cincinnati just to get the newspaper. <laughs> to get, it's always sunny in Cincinnati. That's a good idea. I like that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Is that it? I think, I think that's, that's it. gonna be it for this week. I think that's gonna be it. We'll be back in a week. We'll see if we're right on our predictions, and we'll come back and we'll have more weekly awards yeah. and. See all the great news that we'll have from another week of baseball. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have another Corona outbreak. Let's we'll, we'll talk about not. which team is next, and we'll talk <laughs> about we'll talk about NFL because MLB is gonna get canceled. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, we'll have to switch the podcast be, up. That's gonna be next week's podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, next week we're canceled. Be yep. great. Yep. All righty. See you next week. See ya. So pull here pull with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the building I move like a dime. Even for the chini of Vincenzo's.